communicate your feelings through punching and screaming. This is Bizarre Podcast Dogs Must Die. Uh, my name is Grant. You can call him Chip. And we are finishing discussing the, the episodes of Part 2 Battle Tendency today. Yeah, we've only got two two left. Episodes 25 and, and 26. Uh, so this will be a quick one. Sure. <laughs> sure. Probably. <laughs> We we begin with a cold open uh, of just repeating uh, our previous episode's cliffhanger, which means Stroheim just screaming. Yes, right away. <laughs> it's it's fun because uh yeah, shot for shot, shot the exact same thing, but they've replaced the music from the ending of the last episode that was really good for like building up to a cliffhanger, and they've just replaced it now with the Pillar Man uh rap theme, mm-hmm. uh, which <laughs> makes it wave funnier to hear the backup vocals going what what while Stroheim's just like oh no oh god I didn't mean to shoot him with UV uh oh I fucked up bad I'm so sorry this whole opening is Stroheim just denying responsibility he's starting to sound like he's in the room I I did not hit her I I did not see him with the super Asia (laughs) yeah yeah cars uh has unlocked the galaxy brain Mm mm-hmm he gets up off the ground. He he pulls himself off the spikes and stuff. Uh, the the stone mask is splintered and into many many pieces. The super Asia has fallen to to the ground beside him. He's he's gonna wish. I I know it. As soon as it happened, he's gonna wish he did not litter. <laughs> that is going to come <laughs> back to get him. <laughs> yeah. And right after this, like the 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 opening starts, and I want to point out because I don't think I pointed it out when it happened with uh, part one. When a JoJo part uh, is, like, reaching its end, it will add sound effects to the opening. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that this time. Uh, uh, you, you hear the clacker balls clack. Yeah. There's a lot of whooshing. Yes. And there's a shoo as, as light goes over the Super Asia at the end. Yeah. Yeah, every time you, you reach, like, the climax of a, a part of JoJo in the anime, they always dub in sound effects to the theme song to, like, make it more more intense. I've never seen any other show do that, I think, and I like it. So, so we're back in the action. Everybody's reacting to uh, uh, the, the birth of this super being. Stroheim says that he has become the Ubermensch. Yes. Which, of, of course, he, he's relating it to, to his own ideology, his own outlook. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Ubermensch is a Nietzschean ideal that was uh, taken, uh, perhaps uh, perverted by Nazi ideology, depending on how much uh, faith you want to give Nietzsche. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> he he was never one for German nationalism, but boy, his ideas sure fit in real easy. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but in in the Nazi ideal, not not the original philosophical ideal uh, about you know a, a a superior you know person who who comes in and and can be a source of new values for society. No, the the Nazi Übermensch is the uh, uh, eugenic ideal uh, yeah. of. The, the perfectly bred man. Uh, this having an ironic twist is pretty common in fiction. I think one of the best examples, honestly, is Khan from Star Trek. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the perfect uh, uh, eugenic sample uh, is real, and he's Southeast Asian, so screw you, Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's going to be played by Ricardo Montalban and... Uh, <laughs> And fucking Benedict Cumberbatch for some reason. God damn it. Uh, real quick, I I saw that second Star Trek reboot movie. It's in, bad. In theaters because my dad really likes Star Trek, and I have enjoyed a lot of Star Trek in the past as well. And god damn, mm-hmm. that movie sucks. 
That movie sucks. Even my dad, who is somebody who probably consumes quite a lot of movies without critically thinking about them much at all. When we mm-hmm. finished that, my dad was like, when we were coming out of theater, my dad said, like, I don't really like it when they said con again. It just felt like they're, like, that was just pandering. And I was just like, that's the word. <laughs> that, you never say things like that, Dad. This must be pretty bad. <laughs> you know what movie is great, though? What? Star Trek Beyond, the third remake movie. Oh, is that one good? It's because I did. I, I love that movie. I when I saw the first Star Trek movie, the of the reboots, uh, that was like I don't know, fucking two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I think it was barely in college at that point, and I ended up seeing that movie like three times at theaters for some fucking reason. Uh, but I enjoyed it at the time. I haven't seen it since. I don't think I would really like it that much now. But because of that second movie, I just never checked the third one out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's actually good. Is it like an like a uh, is it more of a Star Trek thing than just being a sci-fi action movie, or is it still bad? Oh, it's a great sci-fi action movie. Okay. <laughs> I okay. will say that. And and you know every character gets to to participate and has uh, strong moments. It's one of those great action movies that remembers that every action scene is improved by use of. Uh, interesting and shifting terrain and uh, okay. every uh, action scene should propel the plot should uh, uh, unravel more of the mystery mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it nails those fundamentals and has a really strong respect for uh, the characters both as they were in the 60s and as they are with this current cast in the 2000s mm. in part because it's uh, written by Simon Pegg so like yeah he, oh he knows. shit really yeah he's in that cast he knows yeah I'm going to have to check that out sometime then. Shit. Uh, but anyway, JoJo time. <laughs> <laughs> JoJo time. Th- this is where my notes become incomprehensible. <laughs> because yeah. this is where what happens becomes incomprehensible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. It's it's all things. I- I've written down. What do I even say? What can anyone say? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I've been uh, like like the whole time we started this podcast. I was just like, all right. You know, we're it's going to be fun going through you know these episodes there's a lot of uh, uh, crazy moments or, or memorable things that happen but... it took me 75 <laughs> minutes to watch this 22 minute episode <laughs> i had to get up and take a walk i uh th- i was waiting for these two episodes to to see your reaction to this because uh okay so cars has gotten up everyone's freaking out that he's the ultimate being mm-hmm. cars looks at his arm that was struck by jojo in the fight the previous episode and it's still melting it's still got the glowy orange hamon inflicted wounds on him stroheim takes this as a sign that he uh for all his talk he's not truly invincible they, they will have victory this day yeah. it's been two minutes half of that was the op and he's had three mood swings yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's they determined like okay he still must have his weakness to hamon and and sunlight so Wheel out the big uh, UV light again. Let's blast him a second time. Mm-hmm. And as they're wheeling the gun back out or charging it up again, Cars uh, is paying no heed to anybody. He's just observing his <laughs> own body. He he looks to the right. He's just staring off into the distance. And <laughs> Smokey and Speedwagon narrate every single thing Cars is doing here. Naturally, as, as is their their purview. <laughs> Because yeah, Cars is just staring off into the distance silently, and and Smokey thinks he must be thinking about something. <laughs> uh, and there's a slow camera pan of what Cars is looking at, and he's looking at a tree that's got two owls on it, and then blown the ground, an adorable squirrel with eyelashes 
Picking up an acorn and nibbling on the acorn. I, I don't know how high up uh, on Peas Bernina th- they are. Yeah. But th- this thing goes up to like four kilometers tall <laughs> at the peak. I don't think there are squirrels. Yeah. Speedwagon is mad that Cars is staring at a squirrel at a time like this. Uh, <laughs> and then Smokey goes, look, Mr. Speedwagon. Uh, Cars's hand is changing, and Cars is looking at his his right hand, and it turns into a green goo that then morphs into a squirrel. And Jojo, totally unnecessarily, uh, says, wow, I've seen a lot of strange things, but nothing like this. <laughs> this is truly the moment where uh, uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure becomes Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yes. <laughs> We've had weird adventures. We've had many strange adventures. God. So the, the Cars' hand is a squirrel now, and it detaches itself from his body, mm-hmm. runs up his... It does a little backflip. It does a as, little backflip. It does a little backflip to run up his, his arm and then snuggle his face. He, he snuggles he, his own face with his squirrel hand. Yeah, he, he nuzzles himself with his squirrel hand. And when that's that, that happens and, and Stroheim, or not Stroheim, uh, Speedwagon is super freaked out and like sweating bullets and... and and is also furious that the first thing that Cars does with his new powers is make a squirrel out of his hand. Mm-hmm. And then the squirrel sees the real squirrel, hops over. <laughs> the real squirrel has Valentine's hearts <laughs> pop out of his head. And and it, it looks like they're going to be friends. There There is a full committee of Speedwagons present, and they are all at a loss. Yeah, everyone's just staring Smokey at... Smokey thinks it's pretty cute. <laughs> yeah, everyone's just staring at these two fucking squirrels. And Smokey says, is like, while, you know, he's drawn sweating bullets right now, but he says, well, look at that. I think it found a friend. And he's like glad for <laughs> Cars' hand a squirrel. And so, yeah, they're, they're nuzzling heads for a second. And then... And then it immediately eats the, the real squirrel. And, even, and right before that happens, Jojo shouts and points at the real squirrel. Hey, squirrel, get away from that thing. You don't know the guy it's made of. <laughs> watch out squirrel watch out get out of there and yeah then Car- cars bizarre podcast dogs must die is obsolete there there's no point to, you just what there's no describing this there's no explaining this <laughs> frog mischief evil i don't know well where do you go it's too many subtitles but yeah after jojo shouts that warning to the real squirrel Everyone is shocked, and yeah, it, it hard cuts to the Cars' evil hand squirrel devouring normal squirrel. These horrible needle teeth. Yeah. <laughs> it's squirrel blood all over it. Yeah, it's got gr- t- terrifying needle teeth, and also it has like bug mandibles. It's got mandibles <laughs> shooting out of its mouth, too. And so, and so the squirrel, not, not uh, satisfied with mere squirrel flesh. <laughs> Does a flying tackle into the guts of of Stroheim's cyber abs and then starts spinning like a drill. (laughs) Okay, so so even before that happens, another great detail is, so yeah, the squirrel, like, full frame leaps super fast across the screen. And there's this really great shaky cam shot from, like, over the shoulder of Stroheim that's darting all over the place because it's having a hard time keeping track of this ultra-fast squirrel that is running, like, serpentine so no one can get it. With a glowing light trail that follows (laughs) it. Because it's so fast. 
And as the squirrel in like half slow motion is leaping right towards Stroheim's guts, Stroheim shouts, Squirrel incoming! <laughs> I would rather talk about Star Trek. I know what I'm doing when I talk about Star Trek. And since Stroheim is is still a cyborg man, you know the squirrel completely like drills and burrows through his torso and em- emerges the other side. And Stroheim is just fine because those were just robot parts. But it does, while still traveling through Stroheim, fly onto another normal non cyborg Nazi and just starts mm-hmm. devouring his guts and then like tears up his face like he's a power tool that somebody is running up the guy's face. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Also, the the squirrel is scored with heroic brass horns. <laughs> yeah, you you go heroic Antifa squirrel. You do it. All right. Yeah, and the 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 squirrel uh, does a it it lands a, a perfect leap, ten out of ten from the judges. Mm-hmm. Uh, it leaps off this Nazi's face that it just tore up back onto Kars's wrist, and then it turns into a big blossoming flower. And then it turns into a big butterfly. A big butter, a gigantic butterfly, frankly. This thing's huge. Bigger than uh, a buff dude's hand, like, yeah. So yeah, we've got new life, we've got metamorphosis. I, okay, okay, I follow. I don't know why the squirrel eats people. <laughs> I don't know why the squirrel has to first find love. <laughs> God damn. Like, jo- Jojo has reached its apex as a piece of visual art. Mm-hmm. It is unable to retain meaning when separated from its medium at this point. <laughs> yeah. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is, is like graffiti or a tone poem. <laughs> Describing it just can't be oh, it man. anymore. Yeah. So a- as Cars is just like morphing his hand into, into other creatures and stuff, uh, Speedwagon is losing his mind, going, my God, Cars has complete mastery over organic life. As he says that, the, the sun begun- begins to rise and everyone breathes a sigh of relief for a second. Like, okay. Because all the vampires immediately explode. <laughs> yeah. The entire remaining army just fucking melts. They're done for. It seems like there were 50 or so left, at least. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> these Speedwagon special forces were not doing too well, as it turns out. No. But yeah, everyone's happy because they think, okay, maybe maybe Cars is still gonna melt from the sun, and uh, he doesn't. No, no, he will be the first Pillar Man to ever get a groovy tan. Yeah, he he no longer has any of the weaknesses, the vampire saw weaknesses they had before, uh, and Cars even just like stares directly at the sun and goes like, "Damn, this is cool." The first words he says in this entire episode are Alpha and Omega both. We are continuing the biblical illusions. Yes. Okay. All right. Yep. Again, he was just there for all that stuff. He was just <laughs> he was just out of frame, mm-hmm. just watching. Although I, I like that when he talks to the sun as his greatest enemy, he is facing away from it because he's that badass. <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah, Cars is talking about how he now has the power to take form of any and all life that has ever been on earth he can he can just be whatever now we we get another psychedelic background colors thing of Speedwagon just losing his mind again that's basically what he does this entire episode is just lose his fucking mind (laughs) talking about who wouldn't (laughs) i have (laughs) yeah it's Speedwagon talking about how like every we're all doomed there's literally nothing left we can do you know he's not weak to sunlight or hormone anymore Cars the Pillar Man is no more. He's become Cars the Ultimate Creation. 
And as he says this, Cars is doing a cute little pose again and sticking his tongue out and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's very cheeky nowadays, this, yeah. this Cars. Uh, but JoJo, he still has his confidence. He still has his poise, his, mm-hmm. his cocky smirk, because he has a plan. <gasps> and I say there's about a 55% chance he has a plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he's hyping up uh, his, his special move, his final technique. And Smokey knows what's coming mm-hmm. because he knows this special technique better than anybody. <laughs> JoJo just beats feet. He, he runs as fast as he can, grabs the Super Asia as he goes, and, and uh, is just going as fast as his little getaway sticks will carry him. Yeah. So Smokey decides to, just because, like, well, I did it once already, I'm just going to go fucking run alongside JoJo, too. Don't know what's happening, but... And as they, he starts running away, uh, Cars is just so fucking psyched in this episode. He is so happy. But he says that, like, every, you know, normal people aren't anything to him now, but JoJo's a, a special case. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to avenge ACDC and Wamu. Yeah, yeah. They were bros. We're going to see just how close they were uh, uh, in probably 90 minutes of recording. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so to chase down JoJo, uh, he forms, he, he morphs his arms into gigantic bird wings and just starts mm-hmm. flying to, to chase after him. Cars is uh, the ultimate life form, king of all furries. Yep. That's basically what he is now. And it's, it's, uh, we'll, we'll see in a second, but it's not just like, oh, I can be a bird now. It's like, I can just take any qualities and mix and match them mm-hmm. to make completely new things nothing on Earth can, can really do. I call this Animorphs 2. Ooh. Jojo and Smokey are like sliding down this, this, this slope, talking, trying to figure out how to buy more time or, or how to, mm-hmm. like, what the fuck do we even do? Jojo asks why Smokey is running with him right as I was writing the note. Hey, why is Smokey running with him? <laughs> yeah. Smokey just goes with it because he did it before, I guess. But also, mm-hmm. like, Smokey, there's no way he can help. Basically, just about nobody can help in this situation. But but also because he hates keeping secrets. Right, yes. And also promises. <laughs> he is going to tell Jojo about his mom. <laughs> yeah. Two things he will not keep, a secret and a promise. Yeah. Jojo's just telling him, like, please stop, like, running right beside me. I would feel really bad <laughs> if you died because of me today. Just let me handle this. Cars only wants me. Right, I forgot about this. Uh, the, we get, like, a little cutaway to the narrator explaining exactly what being a perfect life form means. Yeah, yeah, with this uh, diagram that kind of looks like the end page of a Gunner Creek court chapter. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. So uh, being a perfect being means being entirely ageless. Mm-hmm. Being physically perfect and being Beast Boy. And being be- Beast Boy. Yes. Uh, I, I like... The, the, so the drawing they use in this bit is like one for one, basically exactly what it is in the manga too. But uh, I just like all of the little arrows just pointing to random bits of cars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look at this. Uh, according to the diagram, cars has an IQ of 400. Oh. <laughs> n- nice, nice. So, by the way, when JoJo, like, ran away, because he was still holding on to unconscious Lisa Lisa, he just kind of handed her over to Speedwagon. So now, anytime we're cutting over to Speedwagon, losing his mind, he's also got a bloodied Lisa Lisa in his arms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. JoJo and Smokey keep running, and uh, they reach the end. Like, they just basically hit a, bit, a big cliff, and only JoJo jumps, jumps off this cliff. 
And it's a good thing he saw where Stroheim parked, because yeah. down below that cliff is a, a German military plane with, like, the, the barred cross of the Luftwaffe all over it. Mm-hmm. So, so good job. Good job. This plane, as far as I know, does not exist. No. Like, okay, obviously, it's a cartoon. But I mean, this model of plane, that this is not uh, taken from actual from an actual model of plane in use at the time, as far as I know. Yeah. I took a long look at a lot of planes myself. Mm-hmm. I uh, uh, asked people on Twitter. I got like four responses of planes it could be. None of them matched. Yeah. <laughs> Three of them were American models and not German ones. Ah. And one person was like, yeah, I looked through all of my aircraft encyclopedias and didn't find a good match. Okay. So so thank you to you all. I do appreciate yeah. it. And I, when you brought that up, I actually was slightly surprised because there's been just enough like stuff in these first two parts of JoJo where it's just like a lot of other shows probably would not have gone through the trouble of like, you know, getting the insignia of the British Air Force and stuff like that. So it's like it could be a real plane, maybe. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's certainly it fits the setting. It's yeah. not some unbelievable <clears throat> plane. Yeah. It's just not quite right for a lot of the planes that it looks like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, JoJo. uh Got into that plane and started that thing up real quick. <laughs> and he's flying it at a pretty fucking steep angle. He he's uh, he he put Hamon into the the twin propeller engines uh, yeah, or something. That, I'm that sure. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, as Cars is catching up to the the cliff where he saw Jojo jump off, uh, he almost gets run clean through by by this plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah, Jojo now has to fly planes. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, we know this, or, or at least we, we know he's had plane adventures before. Yeah, he has had plane adventures, that's true. After crashing that plane when he was 13 or whatever, he decided to learn how to fly planes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is JoJo's new plan. He's going to fight cars with a German warplane. Mm-hmm. Pretty decent plan compared to what else he can do right now, I guess. Use what you got, man. It's, yeah. it's a lot bigger than clacker balls, which yeah. never are seen again. We're done with the clacker balls. Yeah, wired becks cut the wire on them and we're done with them. The end. <laughs> so, yeah, Speedwagon and uh, Stroheim see the plane. Uh, Jojo flies the plane real low to the ground, like right above everybody, basically. Speedwagon is showing that his biggest weakness is his confidence spiral. Yes. Uh Every time something goes wrong, he just really starts catastrophizing, and that's not the mindset we need right now, Robert. <laughs> Real quick, uh, my my girlfriend has been reading through the part through the manga of part two, mm-hmm. uh, and there are actually a bunch of small scenes cut out from the anime I completely forgot about that we'll get into like when we actually do like the recap of part two. Oh, I'm, well, I'm looking forward to that. There is a shot uh, where you just see something that Speedwagon signed, and he just writes his name, Rio Speedwagon. <laughs> he doesn't write Robert. <laughs> Jojo is just trying to kind of pull cars away from everybody else with this plane and try to shoot him down. Yeah, because he's got a big old nose gun in that plane of un- unidentified model. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Cars has a plan for that. See, he, he turns he, uh, a number of his big old bird feathers into uh, armadillo plating scales mm-hmm. that are covered in bullet deflecting oil. <laughs> yeah. What animal... Has the power of bullet deflecting oil. <laughs> I don't know. And never mind that, armadillos are already bulletproof. <laughs> Is that how the armadillos do it? Do they have the bullet deflecting yeah, oil? Is there oil on them? I don't know, man. Hey, Google, can are, do armadillos have bullet deflecting oil on them? 
So, so not only does Cars grow these plates, but he flings them as projectiles to, to intercept the bullets before they even reach him harmlessly. Oh, yeah. you'll have to try better than a big gun to stop the ultimate being. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's shooting these armadillo shell bullet things with enough accuracy that they're flying into the, the cockpit Jojo is in. They're, they're mm-hmm, not hitting mm-hmm. him. They're missing him, but they're like embedding themselves into the, the inside of the plane and in the cockpit and all that. And, and Jojo almost crashes. He has to pull up real hard. At this point, now that the gun is just doing fucking nothing, he is just trying to buy time to figure out what else to do. Mm-hmm, uh, but mm-hmm. Cars can fly super fucking fast. He does like a big, he does like a very video game ass, just like boost move to catch up to the plane. <laughs> Now, see, this is the reason I wanted to find the the model of plane, because this is going to be an an air chase that moves quite a distance. So I wanted to to be able to estimate more accurately the the speed at which they're going and therefore the amount of time that we just skip over between uh, uh, one bit of action to the next. I can't do that only in vague generalities. It's Mm -hmm. a reasonably fast plane that crewed uh, probably four to six people. (laughs) Yeah. I think JoJo says he's flying at like 240 kilometers an hour or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there is a shot where he's just looking at the, the dashboard and you see the speed. But uh, yeah, JoJo is uh, he, he's getting his headset on. Uh, he's trying to figure out just how long he can drag this out for before he has to do something else. And he's only got like two hours of gas left in, it, in the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a Speedwagon Foundation radio with them. It's got a logo on it and everything. Mm-hmm. So they're able to, to radio in and, and contact JoJo to, to try and formulate a plan. And before Speedwagon can like suggest really anything, he's just like, hey, what's your position? Uh, and JoJo is pulling out a map and looking at it and goes, aha, found something good on this map. Yeah, he finds uh, something uh, uh, approximately four and a half, five hours of flight time away at uh, yeah. 240 kilometers an hour. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All hmm. right. I'm starting to think this magic sun punching show isn't entirely accurate. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But yeah, JoJo's got an idea from looking at this map, and uh, Speedwagon is freaking out, saying, like, you know, please don't do anything rash. Uh, we'll just run and hide. The The Speedwagon Foundation <laughs> already has made a series of bunkers worldwide. We've ranked all <laughs> known humans by their, youthful, by their usefulness in the future as mole people. It's fine, JoJo. <laughs> You don't have this, to do this. This does th- seem like a thing where, like, if you spend any significant amount of time with Speedwagon when there isn't a crisis for him to lose his mind over, uh, you would just slowly, yeah, begin to learn that more and more of the things he's investing his money into are just insane harebrained ideas about the end of the world. <laughs> Speedwagon is measuring everybody's skull and entering them into actuarial tables. <laughs> Hmm. How many children do you think you could have? And would you be okay with putting all of them in cryogenic freezing? Hmm. 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 Speedwagon seems like the dude who uh, was totally into the idea of, of freezing Walt Disney's head. Yeah. Like if that rumor didn't start with him, if that wasn't an idea that he pitched to Walt Disney, like... <laughs> Uh, uh, so, so Jojo is pretty confident that he can outrun cars because he uh, has greater horsepower, which mm. is a wild assumption. I don't Uh-oh. know how many horses <laughs> cars can be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like. But I do know all of the horses he could become have the strength of at least two horses. <laughs> yeah. Jojo reveals his plan, you know, saying like, okay, cars is the ultimate being. Nothing we can do can kill him, but maybe the planet Earth can. 
because mm-hmm. uh, he has spotted a volcano. Yes, yes. He is going to fucking drive cars into the volcano. That is mm-hmm. his plan. A young J.R.R. Tolkien is watching from the shores, thinking, <laughs> hmm, interesting. <laughs> I mean, not that young. He fought in World War One. Whatever. It's oh, fine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever. Younger. So, yeah, JoJo's entire heroic history has been bookended with plane crashes. Uh, yes. It's, it's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that exactly while watching this. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we're going to, to uh, uh, Isla del Vol- Volcano, which is real. There is an actual island named Volcano. Yep. It looks very yep. strange when he unrolls the map and there's just an island marked Volcano. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's what the map would say. That's its name. Uh, yep. Speedwagon is begging with Jojo over the radio. Don't don't do it. You have so much to live for. Don't don't be like your grandfather. Like, oh, what what are you gonna do to cars, huh? Huh? Speedwagon, what's your plan? You, you gonna pay him yeah. to die? What are you gonna do? <laughs> I don't see any hammers around here. As Speedwagon is telling Jojo about this, and he the radio is starting to break up a bit, because uh, he so so Speedwagon tries to tell Jojo over the radio that Lisa Lisa is his mother and Ray's he's saying that like it you know gets all choppy. Yeah, before even he's anything, breaking the promise. Oh, yeah, and before anything else can be said, uh, suddenly Jojo's getting bitten on the shoulder by a piranha. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of a lot of ways for a Luftwaffe uh, plane to be filled with piranhas, but I don't like any of them. <laughs> they all seem bad. So now there's dozens of piranhas leaping around the cockpit trying to bite him. The feathers that Cars shot have morphed again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. into piranhas. Joseph Joestar, you can defeat Wamu, but can you fight the entire creepy zoo? <laughs> How will you overcome Violent the Crow, Death the Gorilla, and, and Ouch Causer the Otter? <laughs> Terror the Turtle is coming for you, slowly. If this wasn't just, like, the finale of part two, and this were, like, a longer thing we had to deal with Cars' powers, like, you could absolutely just generate an entire, like, set of lower-level guys JoJo has to fight that are just angry animals. <laughs> It would be great to have, like, episode 15, Cars uh, uh, makes, you know, an, an evil turtle out of his pinky. Episode 22, <laughs> out of nowhere, turtle stabs JoJo. Oh, my God. Yeah, that'd be rad. And very in line with what this, sh- this show does. <laughs> so, uh, piranhas are chewing through s- s- parts of the planes. Some mm-hmm, of them are mm-hmm. burrowing through the hole. Some of them are starting to eat. Uh, they're they're starting to chew through Jojo's parachute. Jojo picks up one of the piranhas and throws them across the room and shouts, "You devil fish!" <laughs> <laughs> but the the plane plane's going down. Yeah, uh, there, there's no way around it. Right, right, right. So the reason why the plane is starting to to descend now is because some of the armadillo shells embedded on the plane, the outside, have turned into gigantic tentacles that just wrap around one of the propellers to keep yes. it from spinning and then causing the engine to explode. Yes. <laughs> like Jojo just looks out the window, and says, "Oh, this is bad," and then there's just tentacles wrapping up around the blade, the, the propeller. <laughs> So uh, a parachuted figure uh, falls out of the back and Cars thinks, aha, now I have him. Uh, Jojo is stranded by the physics of parachutes. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> he basically straight up says that. It's, there is no escape now, Joseph. And yeah. so he, he uh, uh, Peregrine Falcon dives in with his three very stylish long feathers coming out of the forehead. You know, he, he's going yeah. for a look. It works. Yeah. Uh, and he zooms in and finds it is a stuffed decoy with a cheeky little face. Mm. Shoto had time to draw a mocking little face on it made out of <laughs> Japanese characters. It's good. So Jojo is still on this crashing uh, uh, plane headed down. The only other parachute has been chewed apart by piranhas. Mm-hmm. Uh, realizing that uh, it was a decoy somehow from across the entire length of Italy. <laughs> Speedwagon and Smokey scream in unison. Yeah. The, the Isla del Volcano is right at the, the tip of the boot, so to speak. It is between uh, mainland Italy and the island of Sicily. Right. While the, the peak of the Swiss Alps uh, uh, that they just left is barely on the Swiss side of the border with Italy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, this is a five-hour-ish flight at the, the speed quoted on, on, the, on the speedometer. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess what happens is... Because, yeah, Jojo throws out the decoy that is trailing behind the plane. Car zooms in on that. He's been tricked. It's a decoy. And now the plane is behind Car's. He just did a little donut. Yeah. He did a little donut. Yeah. Yeah. Jojo says, like, us Joe stars don't go down without a fight. And mm-hmm. he just plows the, the plane into Car's. And there's, like, spiky, you know, torn up metal bits from damage on the, on the front of the plane that impales straight through Car's. It's now he he's still alive he and he's just annoyed he calls Jojo a lunatic for this this move, <laughs> but he's he's having a hard time getting off the plane because of the the force of the speeding plane also just being impaled on the the plane. But he will he will manage it because he is so strong and and powerful and and uh, immortal invulnerable. Except would wouldn't you know it? But hand launching is the hottest trend of 1939. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> Uh, there is a cyborg arm that, that grabs uh, uh, cars by the neck and pinches him against the, the, the nose of the plane. The, the fingers, like, get embedded into his neck, like, mm-hmm. like two knuckles deep. Dio style. <laughs> like, Dio style, yeah. And also, while this is happening, JoJo's, like, thinking to himself, like, about all of his family members and how he couldn't manage to, do, to, to end it any differently than the previous, like, three Joe stars have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the longest-lived Joe star is George the First, and he fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he sucks. But yeah, a cyborg hand in, in Cars' mm-hmm, neck. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't you know it, uh, Stroheim has been clinging to uh, uh, the, the, like, pontoon floaty landing gear because this is an aquatic plane. This is a land and sea use plane. Yeah, I love that uh, uh, Stroheim has rocket piece as a move. Yes. Uh, and Jojo even asks Stroheim, like, when did you have the time to get into the plane? And Stroheim doesn't really answer that at all. <laughs> like, the, I guess the answer is earlier when you see Jojo fly real low above Speedwagon and everybody else, there's a big cloud of dust. And mm-hmm. in the next shot, because Stroheim was right next to Speedwagon, he's just gone. Yeah, yeah. So I, he, he hopped on the plane during that. He used his rocket feet so he could use his rocket punch. Yeah. But Stroheim yells to Jojo... Uh, as they are rapidly descending into a volcano. Yes, uh, boiling Jojo, lava right below them. Stroheim just shouts to Jojo, when I give the signal, jump out of the plane. <laughs> so, yeah, basically you just see the, the plane crash into the volcano. Lava is, is flying everywhere. 
uh, Speedwagon is screaming to the radio, tell, saying, like, JoJo, just say anything. Tell us a bad joke. Just tell us you're alive. <laughs> and we see both uh, JoJo and Stroheim just flying in the air. They ju- both jumped off the plane. And JoJo falls into the arms of Stroheim. Stroheim sticks his legs out in slow motion to break their fall, and there's this great slow-mo shot of yes. Stroheim's cyborg legs just getting fucking an- <laughs> annihilated <laughs> from falling hundreds of feet and onto into a volcano. Twisting and tearing apart. Once again, he is merely a torso yeah. with a big hole in the guts. Yeah. And, o- and only one hand. <laughs> And and Jojo uh, uh, compliments the Nazis, saying like, "Damn, that was pretty brave, actually." Mm-hmm. They they both wondered like, "Oh, d- you know, did we get cars? We get them." Uh, and they look towards the the lava, and it erupts a little bit. And uh, cars is he says, "I'm still alive," while all of his skin is boiling and melting and sliding off of his <laughs> body. And are you sure you're still alive, buddy? Because you don't look great. <laughs> you look real and, bad. The end of episode 25 is the, the camera zooming out real fast and cars, yeah, all fucked up, you know, just waist up in, like, up to his waist in lava, melting, and he goes, Wah! the subtitles on Netflix say, worms! <laughs> he is not shouting worms, he's going, wah, because he's melting from being in a fucking volcano, but... I, I love subtitles <laughs> and closed captioning that's clearly wrong. I love times when it says, like, inaudible, when it's clearly somebody in an accent saying, get over here, or something. Yeah. I, what, what kills me is when there's people saying uh, 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 something in a foreign language, like, fucking just saying something really basic in Spanish. They're like, if you even, like, learned only a little bit of Spanish in, like, first grade or something, you would probably understand what the fuck they're saying, and it's always just foreign language. And it's like, mm-hmm. fuck. <laughs> Literally all they said was, like, hola, or something. Like, fuck this fucking... God. Anyways, yeah, the end of episode 25 is cars melting in a volcano. So, yeah, that's the end of episode 25. We're riding high, like, uh, uh, just so so much action, so much excitement. But mm-hmm. we need to cut the tension. It's too yeah. much excitement. We can't handle it. Uh, yeah. We, we kind of slam on the brakes for a little context first uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning of episode 26, the Ascendant One. The narrator gives us a little history lesson on the origins of the Pillar Men. Mm-hmm. The Pillar Men, they, they were a whole race of, like, precursor humans who were all allergic to the sun. They were all basically vampire people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they had a, a thriving society. Oh, actually, you know what? Going through my notes, there's a little bit before we learn that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, th- this initial thing is just a very quick yeah. uh, uh, description, and then we get the full flashback scene uh yeah, the volcano's exploding, cars is fucking melting. He's trying to uh, survive by uh, creating some type of armor to protect him from the, the intense heat. You know how uh, crabs he... how crabs are lava-proof? He's trying to do that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he tries to make, like, crab shell or clam-based armor. You are naming creatures that aren't immune to boiling. What, what yeah. in water... <laughs> And so, yeah, he tries that, and it works for, like, a split second, and then he immediately bursts into flames again, and mm-hmm, he starts mm-hmm. screaming, and Jojo shouts, you dummy, that's lava. <laughs> it's, it's a hot. thousand degrees in there. It's I mean, really hot. It's, it's closer to 1250 uh, Celsius, because, mm-hmm. you know, Jojo uses metric after all, but, you know, a thousand <laughs> degrees sounds better as a boast, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, so, so he walks away victorious, uh, confident. He's carrying Stroheim by his bent arm like it's a luggage strap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is my new Nazi bag. <laughs> Cars is, has fallen underneath the surface. He seems super dead. And yeah, while, while carrying Stroheim, you're like, this volcano seems like it's going to like erupt again, maybe. Let's leave. Mm-hmm. And suddenly a, a big a, a crack in the, the, the rock starts uh, uh, growing and, and f- trailing and following behind Jojo, who is just calmly walking out of the volcano now. Mm-hmm. And a, a really quick burst of air or, or a slice flies out from this crack and uh, Jojo's left arm from the elbow down gets sliced clean off. Throwing arms is the hottest trend of 1939. I told you, yep. everybody's doing it. <laughs> so, so yes, Cars has survived and we have to get an explanation of how Cars yes. has survived. And the thing is that the dude with all the animal powers and also the light powers, he has air bubble powers too. Mm-hmm. Cars got a little confused with Wamu, I guess, because he he has little air jetties that that pop out, and uh, he he pumped out air uh, to surround himself, which hardened the the uh, uh, lava around him into a rock shell. And so, as the the rock got melted away by the lava further out, he just kept replenishing it with more and more air bubble. Yeah. To, to be completely ensconced in his his sarcophagus of stone armor. <laughs> yeah. Out of the uh, random bullshit things the narrator explains, for some reason, I'm cool with this one. <laughs> I kind of like this one for some reason. So so he used that uh, envelope of, of stone armor in order to, to tunnel out and, yeah, burst up from beneath Jojo's feet and slice off his arm with uh, his, his own uh, arm blades, his brilliant bone blade. <laughs> yeah. And the narrator says, uh, horror of hor- horrors, cars, a creature of the earth has conquered the planet itself. Nothing can kill him. Not even volcanoes. They keep bringing up this creature of the earth thing as if that matters. He, he is no more... <laughs> no like a creature of the earth than any other living thing. <laughs> yeah. They, they really are trying to do the, like put the one ring in, in the fires that forged it. But like there are other fires. That's why it's important. There's no other planets. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to bring him back to earth. He's there. Yeah. And this is where we get the actual history lesson of the pillar. Men. Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, there used they, to be a full society of pillar men. Pillar men weren't as we knew them. They, they mm-hmm. were stronger uh, and, and more powerful. And, and, you know, they fed on the beasts of the land, but they, they weren't supercharged like uh, yeah. cars and WAMU and ACDC and, and even Santana. They just seemed like chill and they lived uh, in underground societies and the regular people above the land who, who could stand the sun, worshiped them as gods and hold, hold up now. Are we talking like Nephilim? <laughs> Are these the Anunnaki and shit? Did Santana build the pyramids? <laughs> I don't need no George Sukolo shit in my JoJo's. JoJo Sukolo's bizarre explanation. I don't want that. Oh no. Yeah, thankfully the show doesn't go that go that route <laughs> with that. But so Cars was uh, basically just a mad scientist. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a heretic of the, the pillar people. Yeah, he wanted to become even more powerful. He made uh, the stone mask, which, you know, pierced his skull originally and gave him the the powers we've seen him with for most of the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so all of the, the other uh, uh, basic pillar people uh, decided to 
that that is fucked up and you shouldn't do that. They they wanted yeah. to destroy him and cast him out for for his heresy because they're they're chill. They they live mm-hmm. in a, a harmony with the people of above and they just suck a deer dry every few months like an alligator or whatever. <laughs> and it's 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 super chill down here, but no, he he will conquer the sun. And his Asia-less stone mask didn't quite do that, but it gave him the power to slaughter his entire species. <laughs> yep. It completely eradicates the, this race of people, except for his friends, Wamu and ACDC, and a single baby they stole, which was Santana. No, no, no. He takes one friend and two babies. Oh, right. Two babies. That's right. And we only see them from behind, so I think he took ACDC and Santana and Wamu were the babies, because that explains their ranking? Yeah, Santana and Wamu are the babies, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think that's nice, because it explains why uh, uh, Cars was so extra upset about the death of Wamu, because, like, oh, he raised him from a baby. Yeah. But at the same time, you get how callous he is, like, oh... Santana, fuck that guy. He sucks. I also raised him <laughs> from a baby, but uh, he's whatever. I don't care if we you kill him. We him in a completely different country <laughs> from us. <laughs> it, it's, it's a very ha- have your pathos and eat it too thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah, that that whole thing was uh, 10,000 years ago yes. when he, he slaughtered his race. But yeah, I, I like the backstory there. It's simple enough, but it, it does add something extra there that I like. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So back to the the present now. Stroheim, uh, you know, just a torso with one hand uh, is freaking out because uh, he can't do shit now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cars is just having a grand old time during this part. <laughs> Jojo is of course screaming in pain. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, uh, but but he psychs himself up to mm-hmm. uh, uh, bring the pain. You know, Cars may, may have survived the lava, but he's clearly worse for wear. And Jojo has to do everything he, he can to, to try to end this. So yeah. it's it's overdrive time, baby. Let's hamon this shit up. Yep. And he go, he goes in for a, a, a hamon overdrive with like his knee with, with a kick. Cars is completely unfazed by this. Like he, he's just like, oh, did you say hamon? And then he intercepts Jojo's knee with his elbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Cars himself uh, uses a hormone overdrive on yes. Jojo's knee. Yes, he does. And it backfires on Jojo, and he starts melting like a pillar man. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. his knee, is the flesh on his knee is just liquefying and just <laughs> melting, and it's, it's gross. So, so, so far in this encounter, we've had a, a furry little woodland creature go feral and kill a bunch of dudes, tearing their necks out. Mm-hmm. Jojo is continuing to fight, losing limb after limb, insisting that that he is still a threat. Mm-hmm. If somebody asks about the flight speed of a sparrow or some shit, I am <laughs> out. I am gone. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. But the idea that Cars is a Hamon master does make sense if we remember yeah. that, like, of one of the things Hamon is is sun juice. <laughs> Yeah, it's sun juice. And and Cars, after uh, having the, the mask with the stone in it, has declared himself, you know, master of the sun. So he has the sun juice. He, he He's a Hamon user, too. Yeah. And also because Cars has become so insanely powerful, uh, his Hamon is also, like, uh, he claims hundreds of times more powerful than Jojo's Hamon. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is why, yeah, even normal people are melting like they're zombies when they get hit by this. So Cars is gloating, he's trying to be sassy, he isn't very good at sassy, but his confidence no. takes him over the line yeah. as he, he readies his final strike. But 
Jojo sees the Super Asia, <laughs> lifts it to intercept, and as the narrator describes, even he had no idea why he did that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is, it is just like it is just like by instinct, Jojo just holds up the uh, the Super Asia and intercepts Cars's uh, killing blow mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. it. Like we we've gone from playing like uh, tabletop fate with your friends. Jojo is now save scumming like a Sierra adventure. Just like yeah, uh, uh, use Super Asia on Hamon Strike. Uh, oh, it works. Okay. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I I I, I like this part because. Uh, they milk the scene just long enough to make you think, how the fuck can JoJo get out of this one? Because mm-hmm. the narrator is just talking about like what JoJo, like how JoJo is thinking to himself, like he's not scared to die or anything. He has resigned himself to death. He tried everything he could, mm-hmm. uh, and all this shit. And the the Netflix uh, version edits out the commercial break here. The original edit this has a commercial break right as Cars' hand is about to hit the Super Asia where the music crescendos. (laughs) It's really good. It's like a tiny cliffhanger. Oh, that's very good. That's very good. So the music that's playing through a lot of the segments, these final two episodes where where Cars is, you know, killing people with hand squirrels or is about to kill Jojo. The the music that plays here is a combination of, of orchestral music and dubstep. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And in fact, the music throughout part two has been different from part one. Part one has basically mostly just been orchestral with like a little bit of electronic stuff. And there's a lot of dubstep in part two. (laughs) (laughs) So as this uh, Hamon strike comes down uh, to to finish off Jojo, but instead strikes the Super Asia instead, it it fires an incredible super laser uh, uh, past... Jojo's shoulder into the ground below, into the caldera of, of magma even further mm-hmm. below, and the volcano fucking explodes. <laughs> Stroheim has died yet again. He's going to die every way a man can die. <laughs> the instant this happens, like the narrator, you know, is talking about how, how Jojo's body just leapt into an action to try to save himself. Uh, the theme song from part one kicks in here. Yes, it does. Yeah, it kicks ass. I love uh, it's one of my favorite like action anime tropes is when yes. uh, uh, the the theme song kicks in for, for the big triumphant uh, moment. You know what show does it really well? Gundam Build Fighters, actually. Really? Build really. Fighters, huh? Uh, I would recommend that show to anybody who likes uh, um, middle school or friend adventure animes or sports shows or okay. uh, any of your various Yu-Gi-Oh's. Mm. It's a really, like the- really good show in that, that vein, in that genre. So you might check that out, because I do like shows in that format when, when they are done right. And it's another, it's another example of somebody's arm coming off at just the right moment, actually. Yeah, oh, really? Bill yeah. Fighters? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, it's a robot arm, but yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the laser fired off from the Super Asia passing, like, the huge amount of hormone that struck it. Yeah, it makes the volcano erupt the... the section of of ground that jojo and the cars are on gets uh fucking launched into the air yes. by the eruption <laughs> yes it, it's separated just in a way that strohein doesn't catch the ride too he just gets blasted away and then goes oh my god they exploded into the air uh <laughs> it, it's yeah. like this circular chunk this flying island yes. it's like twice the diameter of a, of a sumo uh, uh circle 
And so, yeah, both JoJo and Cars are just on, just taking a ride on this fucking chunk of rock getting launched hundreds and thousands of feet into <laughs> into the air. Mm-hmm. And JoJo can't really do much because, you know, the G-forces. Yeah, they're just pressing him him down. Yeah. Cars is just like, do you think a little eruption will be enough to conquer the likes of me? And he just stands up, grows bird wings, and he's about to just fuck off and fly away. <laughs> And, uh, hey, talking about flying arms saving the day, another flying arm saves the day. The eruption <laughs> launched JoJo's severed arm up as well, and it goes flying and Im- embeds right into Cars' throat. Arms were made to be launched. They're so aerodynamic, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Cars is, like, briefly just, like, in shock that this arm just flew into his fucking throat. Mm-hmm. The the initial shock of G- the G forces uh, uh, subsides. You know that the ex- the acceleration yeah. has slowed enough for for Jojo to stand up and puff out his chest, just yes. prideful and triumphant. And it's so fucking good. Yeah, all the things he does here to actually defeat cars in this last bit own because it's not hormone related or fucking anything. It's just. Jojo's just doing what Jojo does. Yes. Because he, yes. he he points at cars when he's shocked from the, the arm being lodged in his throat. Points at him. One one last prediction of what he's gonna yeah. say. He says, Let me guess. You're gonna say, Did you plan this too, Jojo? And Cars is just like shocked, looks over to at Jojo and says, and he doesn't say that, he just says, How do you always know? <laughs> and then he says it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, he leveled he, up his technique. <laughs> yeah, and so Cars is distracted for a split second by the the Bugs Bunny shit that JoJo is doing, and a whole bunch of smaller bits of rock that were launched up by the volcano just fucking nail Cars in like twelve different spots of his body, and they launch him harder and and faster up into the air. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He has reached escape velocity, which, as a reminder, is over eleven kilometers per second. <laughs> yeah and and yeah car cars is still shouting like did you plan tell me did you plan this too jojo and yeah jojo this is where he puffs his chest out and says like this is really good shot of him saying like oh this was all a trap that i set up and you walked right into it and he pumps his fist into the air and as he does that it looks like he has commanded more rocks from the volcano to fly (laughs) up and nail cars in the in the face Mm mm-hmm and Jojo, then Jojo just thinks to himself, fuck, dude, I just got lucky. But saying all this is going to piss him off really bad. <laughs> Thinking I outsmarted him will drive him insane. With his 400 <laughs> IQ. Yeah. I don't know when he had time to take a test. We've, we've seen him the entire time he's been a super being. But there you go. Yeah. S- somewhere in this, we get a cutaway shot to uh, uh, Stroheim, who has survived yet another explosion. That is his superpower. Not only has he exp- ex- uh, survived that explosion, he has made it all the way out of the, ex- the the volcano, and he's like not even at the base of the volcano anymore. He's just like on the island nearby. I'm sure the explosion helped with that. Yeah, but also he's got to have like a little jetpack in his torso or something to, to cover that distance. I don't know. Speaking but, of jetpacks, <laughs> yeah, Cars has left the gravitational pull of Earth. He's being expelled yeah. out uh, beyond a stable orbit, drifting off into space, but. He has verniers. This is a mecha show now. That's the rules. <laughs> yeah. His air powers return to, to try to push him back forward to fall back toward Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as, as they start puffing, they, they freeze over. 
anything coming out of the jets at all is what matters to Newton. Okay, his plan should work, but mm-hmm. I, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I guess he yeah. was going that much faster that that deceleration wasn't enough to overcome. Yeah. His air jets coming out of his back start to freeze over. His whole body starts to, to freeze. He's, just, he's basically just trying to do anything. He's just flailing at this point. He pulls out his arm blades. He starts growing bird wings out of his back to try to move. And everything just starts freezing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and he cannot change his trajectory, his path at all. He just keeps... Fl- he just keeps flying further and further. We, we get the, the narrator busting in to tell us that, yeah, uh, he is unkillable. He cannot be killed, but he will just drift frozen dormant forever till the end of time, just loose in space. Yeah, like you see Ka- Cars has like formed different defenses on his body while he's in space here. So he's just turned into like a big rock mm-hmm. with his arms wrapped around him. And uh, yeah, the... Cars suffers ego death. He yeah. <laughs> is just floating in space forever and can't fucking die. And like even the narrator says, like at a certain point, like Cars wishes for death, but he can't do shit. And soon even the spark of thought within him just vanishes. <laughs> he just chooses to stop thinking because mm-hmm. he can't fucking die. He launched in daytime. So there is a yeah. reasonable chance he will eventually fall into the sun. Yes, yeah. That, that could take <laughs> centuries, you know? It could take, Anything yeah. could happen. But but it this is still one of my favorite, like, ends to a JoJo villain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because he is just, like, you can watch every, like, future JoJo part and think, Cars still exists in this show. He's just <laughs> fucking somewhere in space. Just fucked forever. It's so good. <laughs> Maybe I should hold this for next week, but it does make me think that none of our big enemies have died. They've just been mm. put in an unreachable stasis. Mm. Okay. Yeah, as as Cars is now just drifting through space, we see uh, the, the rock that Jojo is on is now, you know, falling back to Earth. And Jojo just lays down and closes his eyes and thinks of all of his loved ones and also Stroheim, I think. <laughs> And just says, you know, sorry, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't do this and also come back to you. He tried real fucking hard. He did his best, that boy. He tried real fucking hard, but this rock JoJo's on falls to the earth, and you see on screen text coming up saying, on February 28th, 1939, uh, Joseph Joestar dies on the island volcano. So uh, JoJo is being buried uh, uh, in New York. Why is JoJo being buried in New York? He visited mm-hmm. one time. <laughs> Maybe he was going to move. I don't know. Okay, one one time minimum, but still. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they wanted everybody to be there, and Smokey's the only one who couldn't get a visa? Mm-hmm. You know, that might be the case. <laughs> Maybe, you know what? Maybe. Yeah, we, we do get a confirmation. On, I, I think they said it, like, at the start of part two. But, yeah, you do see his tombstone. You see that, you know, he was born 1920, so he's 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and so Lisa Lisa and Messina and uh, Granny Arena, Speedwagon, Smokey, they're all there uh, at, at JoJo's funeral here. And as they're all mourning and peop- some other people are starting to walk away, we see a car in the background pull up and somebody gets out. Before that, though, we got to talk about Smokey's, about Smokey saying a few words. Oh, right. Specifically that he and JoJo had been uh, friends for six months. Yes. <laughs> Excuse you? <laughs> Six months. Where where did those six months fit? 
I can only imagine those six months with Smoky County all the times JoJo was off in Italy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, okay. Just total time since you've met him? Okay. This, this funeral is in April, so we're, re- we're, we're going to give him those two. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so we really only have to fit four months. But Smoky meets JoJo. JoJo mm-hmm. takes a, a, a motorcycle adventure to Mexico. Those are in the same day. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Jojo meets Caesar, then gets uh, uh, two wedding rings of death implanted inside him that give him, uh, at most, 33 days between then and right. his, his death in uh, yeah. Isla del Volcano. Hmm. So, so that means... <laughs> that means when uh, uh, Stroheim gave Jojo the dire warning to, to uh, become a, a greater Hamon master and uh, nip the problem of the three remaining pillar men in the bud as mm. quick as possible. Time is of the essence. <laughs> All those extra months fit between that and actually doing it. He had to hang out with Smokey. How? <laughs> yeah, he was just hanging out with Smokey because I guess Speedwagon lost Caesar's address and had to go <laughs> find it. Yeah, I don't know, man. While he was so busy, like, shooting Santana's uh, uh, rocks with with uh, sun lamps in a basement somewhere. By yeah. the way, Santana is still also kind of alive. Kind of, sort of, yeah. He's just uh, he's just under UV lamps. He could come back. He's eaten snakes once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there's a lot of dawdling that we just skipped over, uh, thankfully. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad it gave those two time to be best friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after after Smokey says some words, uh, we're looking at Granny Arena, uh, who who is wiping away tears, and we see somebody walking up slowly behind her. This person puts their their hands over Arena's eyes and goes like, you know, peekaboo. Guess who? It's Joseph. Mm-hmm. He's alive. He he has come to this funeral, and Joseph is just going like, damn, whose funeral is this? <laughs> And the best part is, he's not kidding. He doesn't know he's doing a Tom Sawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like he's saying all this stuff and everyone, like, is speechless. They're just all stunned that Joseph is here just uh, fucking alive. Like, th- there are some, some like, security toughs uh, at this uh, uh, graveside service who are about yeah. to throw him out because he's being a disruptive asshole at, at like, this moment of mourning. <laughs> Yeah. Until they're like, no, 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 he's the dead guy. He, it's okay. He's alive. Yeah. And while Joseph is, is first talking here, uh, we see he's got a new hand. Uh, yeah, he actually yeah. got a robot hand from Stroheim. He complains that he doesn't have all the latest doodads. Like, oh, yeah, Stroheim's too busy turning my home into a crater to uh, uh, give me a bottle opener attachment. Funny how that yes. goes. He, he, there is a part here where he talks about, like, uh, well, I guess I'm not going to be able to get any more robot hand stuff considering that we're fighting the the Germans now. Oh, well. He's so flippant about it. But He's at the so same flippant. time, this scene is in April and uh, war between the UK and Germany wasn't declared until September 1939. Mm. So maybe. Mm. Joseph Joestar is secretly Czech. Wait a minute. Whoa. Whoa. What if? <laughs> what if? Whoa. What if? He's actually from Prague. The accent is, is a uh. fake. <laughs> There's a shot here where everybody uh, finally, you know, can, can actually get some words together. And they all just shout, you're telling me JoJo's alive all at once while JoJo does a pose and points at the camera. Hell yeah, uh, he is. <laughs> So Susie Q com- comes forward uh, with some heavy hip sway. She is, I don't know what she's doing or who she's doing it for, but she's doing it. <laughs> There's a funny shot of Jojo like, damn, who's his funeral for? Then he looks at the tombstone that's got his name on it. And he just like vibrates on the screen. 
he just like he doesn't like he's not animated to have like body language it's just like his just whole illustration just jiggles on the screen when he gets shocked <laughs> it's pretty funny but yeah yeah Susie q is here they got hitched they did they did and now it is time to learn the rest of the story uh jojo somehow survived crashing down uh, I, I guess the giant island that got blasted <laughs> with him broke his fall. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> he he was in a bad, bad way, but uh, Susie Q nursed him back to health uh, over a few weeks. None of you got phones. We we know yeah. Air Supply Island is in the postal network. It was kind of an important thing. <laughs> yeah, like uh, JoJo is, asks Susie Q, like, "Hey, I told you to like send them like a fax or a letter or whatever. Did you just not?" send that <laughs> like there's a whole telegram and everything and then Su- Susie q is a dope so she's just like oh uh i don't i don't know i guess not <laughs> i guess didn't tell your family you're alive so they go have a, a big comic shouting fight back at the car yes uh, and- jojo gets the clicky fingers y- yeah <laughs> She doesn't he, like it when he does the clicky fingers. He, he he's like in this shot, like towering over her, and he's like upset, and he's just like wiggling his robot hands, and they get all clicky. And she, it's, she literally just says, "Now, now, let let's not get all clicky fingers." <laughs> you know how Gilda Radner and Gene Wilder were married and fabulously happy for like three months. Yes, that that is how I see this relationship going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, because they they've only known each other for like not that long, and like the instant like. Like they, JoJo is is nursed back up to health by Suzy Q for two weeks, and they get married like during that. Like they are absolutely yeah. When he couldn't run away, <laughs> yeah. These are absolutely people who his special move. Th- these are people who date for uh, two months and then go like, you know what? Let's get married in Vegas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like they are those people. Tom Baker uh, and Lala Ward. There can be wonderful, very happy marriages that last less than a year. It's okay. Yep. yep. And and so, you know, as JoJo and Susie Q are having, a, like, their goofy little argument by their car, uh, it is time to learn what happens to all the characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, JoJo finds out that his mother is Elizabeth, uh, uh, a.k.a. Lisa Lisa. Yep. Uh, they, they all sail to New York, and it looks like, uh, as JoJo looks at the... Uh, um, Statue of Liberty. He he just looks like he fell asleep standing up and he's drooling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know fate. what to take from that. Yeah, I don't know. But so yeah, uh they, they all move to America together. In nineteen forty eight, Lisa Lisa gets married again to a a Hollywood screenwriter. I assume that will be the plot of Mank Two coming soon to Netflix. <laughs> Hell yeah. Granny Arena, Arena Joe Star. Uh so I forget if they even mention it before this point, but she's a teacher. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if it was mentioned before either. Yeah, I think this is the first time they actually mention it, but... Uh, it seems right, right? It yeah, feels right. It feels right. But yeah, she continues being a teacher. Uh, we get a shot here now in 1950, uh, where Grand Arena has passed away just like in bed at her home She at the age of 81. Surrounded by all of her friends. 1950 Smokey is huge. Dude, he, yeah, Smokey gets big. He's just a big <laughs> dude. And and you can see uh, in like the, the pictures on the mantelpiece and, and also gathered around, Jojo and Susie Q have had a little girl. Aww. Yep. They've had a little they've had a daughter. Yeah. Um, I, I also appreciate the detail that when you're you're seeing Granny Arena, you know, like pass away on her bed, 
uh, peacefully. You can see a bunch of picture frames that have photos of Jonathan and Arena when they were young, like a, yes. a picture they took on the the boat or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's very good. And also a picture of uh, Lisa Lisa and, and George Joestar II. Arena and Jonathan, another very happy marriage that didn't last very long. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Due to vampires that time, but you know. I don't judge. Yeah. Uh, so so the, the <laughs> next person we get our, our where are they now update. It, it's like the end of Fast Times at Ridgemont High for some reason. It's totally what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is Robert E.O. Speedwagon, who, you know, continued to, to do wonderful th- philanthropy for the world. And he also passed away peacefully, a lifelong bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. OK. We know what that means. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> there is yeah. something very uh, um, revolver ocelot about Speedwagon. Yeah, there is, isn't there? He is a completely undying and very romantic love for a man he met in his youth that uh, yep. was so strong, he is deeply tied in the life of that man's grandson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Absolutely devoted to the family. And all, like so many of the things he does and like a lot of the purpose in his life is doing things for for that grandson. Oh, boy. So yeah, he he dies in 1952 of a heart attack. He lived to 89. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good run for Speedwagon. Yeah, yeah, you're in it, buddy. Uh, Smokey uh, grew up, uh, majored in political science, and got elected the first black mayor in his city in Georgia. The yep. the wording makes me curious whether it's the first black mayor in that city or the first black mayor of any city in Georgia. Yeah, I wonder. About Which makes that. it harder to fact check. <laughs> Yeah, it, this is the point. Like, I brought it up in the very first episode when we started part two. But, uh, yeah, this is where you actually learn Smokey's name is fucking Smokey Brown. Smokey Brown. Smokey mm. Brown. Mm. Yep. It's a name that you that I, I wouldn't bat an eye at if it were a black exploitation movie. Yeah. Which is to say if it were made by black Americans for black Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Outside of that context, like, mm, you're really going to name a dude a skin color. That's what you're going to do? Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Hmm. Actually not cool. There are a lot of different last names you could come up with for your smake for your fake Smokey Robinson. Okay, it's there's a yeah, lot. Totally. You could just make the, the last name another fucking music reference. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Smokey Supreme. Go yeah. Go for oh, it. Oh man, Smokey Supreme. Now that's a black exploitation name, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the record, I want to say that uh, political science degrees are not what you get if you want to go serve in office. If you want to be elected, you you get a family inheritance, not a political science degree. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So yeah, now it's time for everybody's favorite character. <laughs> Stroheim the Nazi. What happened to him? Two million people died in the Battle of Stalingrad, and one of them was Stroheim. He, he fucking dies at the Battle of Stalingrad. What kind of fucked up super weapons did the Soviets bring to bear to finally kill Stroheim? Right? Because like in that shot, so they they also clarify that like Stroheim and Jojo never saw each other again. Yeah. After that final battle with cars and and Jojo getting his robot arm. But in that shot where they're showing like uh, Stroheim like saluting towards the camera and then going off to battle, he has new upgrades and he has like six mini guns pop out of his fucking back that are on little robot arms Mm -hmm. how did they kill him (laughs) he has laser eyes he's got rocket piece fists he could survive killer squirrel attacks like he's invincible right look the the might of the soviet military machine in world war ii was unstoppable it's greater than cars okay stalin could have killed cars oh my god 
I want to see that fight. Millions of infantry would have died trying, but Stalin was okay with that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so the Battle of Stalingrad, the beginning of the end for Germany. So Stroheim continues to be bombastically useless and in yes. poor taste. Yes. Yep. To the end. To the end. And, and with that, uh, the narrator talks, you know, uh, from then on, things were, were getting better and, and time rolls on to a new generation. And now it's 1987. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's 1987. We are seeing a new aged Joseph uh, mm-hmm. with a new voice actor. I kind of hate when they do that. Yeah. But I get it. And he is getting on a, a plane and shows the world that he is okay with Nazis on an individual basis, but he hates all the Japanese. <laughs> he hates all the Japanese. Yeah, a Japanese guy in the airport like runs into Joseph's old man leg with uh, some, some luggage. For a second, he's like willing to take this guy's apology. And he's like, wait a second, you Japanese? And then he's just like, fuck the Japanese. And he just kicks this dude in the leg real hard. And then he gives uh, his recent family history. You see, his, his daughter <laughs> married a Japanese man, and they never visit, and he hardly gets to see his grandson. And like, dude, this dude with a shattered kneecap does not care. Yeah. <laughs> this does not on, help him. Yeah, his daughter has, has moved away to Japan for, over, for 20 years now. So yeah, Joseph is getting on a plane to finally go see his family that now lives over in, in Japan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and while he says damn the japanese he does say i do like the gadgets they make and he put he he fucking pulls out a sony walkman puts in some earbuds and starts the the theme song from part two as the yes. credits roll yes so the credits roll we get to say a, a final farewell to all the uh incredible artists uh who, who made this happen <laughs> It's got to be hard to visualize some of this shit, man, even when you've got manga to work with. But that's not the end, because there is a <gasps> post-credit scene teasing part three. Now mm. we are four years less in the future. It is 1983. Yeah. Now in the Atlantic Ocean, near the Canary Islands, mm. and we've got some people on a boat salvaging some stuff. They're pulling the shit up. They're dredging up treasure, and the treasure yeah. they get is, of course, Dio's impenetrable super chest. Bum, yes. bum, bum. Which, <laughs> last I recall, was being used as a lifeboat. I don't... It was, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's an explanation. I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll get it uh, uh, either very soon or about a third of the way in to part two. <laughs> yeah. One or the other. But yeah. we, we get a cut to to the man we've all been waiting for hat guy who's in jail hat guy is in jail he's a bad man that hat guy yeah you've got a, a dangerous jojo coming next oh you yeah, gotta our, watch out for hat guy our very first brief glimpse at the ne- the next jojo and that's the end of part two that's it that's part two so thank you all for joining us through this this journey through uh, uh 1930s uh, uh north america and europe uh, through <laughs> exploring the, this pre-war time through a lens that is clearly inspired by, by post-war pulp. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I'm curious to see what, what genres get thrown in the mix for a, a return to the writer's more familiar surroundings. It seems will be set mm-hmm. in Japan, at least in part, mm-hmm. and a, a much more familiar time. We're, we're talking about something written 1990-ish, set in the late 80s. So that's going yeah. to be a very big change from these deep historical and, and pulp historical settings of, of part one and two. Yeah. I, I am extremely excited to, to start part three because it's uh, 
despite saying it a dozen times, uh, this is where JoJo truly begins. <laughs> uh, we're going to get some big changes to what JoJo is, but somehow it's still the same. Part three is the most well-known part. Anytime there's like a, 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 oh, we just need to represent JoJo as a whole. Okay, we're going to use the characters from part three because that's the one that is you know just recognized by the most amount of people. Because he's got a hat. It's because he's got that hat, man. Jonathan uh, didn't have a hat. Joseph no? didn't have a hat. He borrowed a headband for a while. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's going to be very exciting to get into uh, the, the, the first part that kind of informs a lot of the format of what the rest of JoJo is going to be like. But before we get to that, of course, uh, we're going mm-hmm. to have a, another discussion episode with another guest coming at you next about Battle Tendency uh, as a complete and, and now completed work. The singular bizarre adventure that belongs solely to <laughs> Joseph <laughs> Josetar. <laughs> so look out for that coming soon. Uh, while you are looking for things to uh, fill the time, I'm going to plug another thing. Why not? Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> Jojo has run out of history, but I haven't. Um, <laughs> my wife and I make another show called History Honeys, where uh, every other week or so, we, we take turns teaching each other about something in the past. Uh, the, the most recent uh, one we put out at the time of recording uh, is about the guy who claims he killed uh, uh, Rasputin, the interesting life he had aside from assassinating Grigory Rasputin, uh, Russia's greatest love machine, <laughs> and the connection to uh, uh, British intelligence that might explain how he actually died, rather than the unbelievable, uh, supernatural, frankly, uh, uh, death story that is uh, credited to to that event. Right. And of course, you've got your other podcast as well that is also almost equally as bizarre, I gotta say, from what I hear. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Uh, we, we talked about that last week, so I don't want to oversaturate, oh, but right, yes, right. I, I do I do love making sex, Archie. I do love talking about that show, and I think people who enjoy this show would get a kick out of that one in particular. Yeah, and if somehow you're listening to this podcast and you found it via not the other things we do, uh, we do Let's Plays as well. That's true. I mean, we've just been assuming anybody who uh, found us is familiar with us from that, but that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, so if you you want to see those Let's Plays, uh, we are Chip Cheesem LPs on uh, YouTube, mm-hmm. currently going through uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yep, you you will find the entire Uncharted series, except for that DLC. We're going to do that eventually, I think. Eventually, probably, yeah. The entire Metal Gear Solid series, uh, at least the, the numbered games and the main spinoffs. Uh-uh. Mm. No, no Ghost Babble yet. <laughs> yet. No, no Metal Gear Acid yet either. I don't know. Maybe someday. Uh, and, and a lot, a lot of other fun and interesting games beside outside of our of a few franchises that that we kept returning to. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see a next episode going over Battle Tendency, and then after that, getting into us uh, the part three, Stardust Crusaders. Oh man, I can't wait to see how irrelevant that name is. <laughs> to be continued. See you, everybody.